On this episode of Resi Week, we talk economy confidence, PR tools, and ADT goes DIY. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 374, Booking Work. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matty Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by three of my good friends. First, we have coming to us from an airport, Avi Rosenthal. He's a partner at Bluesav. How you doing, Avi? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. And yes, I'm at an airport. As most people know, that's where I spend most of my time. Most of your time. Uh, then we have Ian Bryan coming to us uh, from Jackson area, where he's an operations manager and PM for Premier SAV out of Jackson. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. It's always great to be here, Matt. Thanks. It is fantastic to have you. And last but certainly not least, I've got my good friend, Mr. Bob Archer. He's the senior editor at CE Pro. How you doing, Bob? Awesome. And you, Matt? I'm doing all right. It's a uh, It's a Monday of a short week, so, you know can't complain too much we're wrapping some jobs up which makes me happy um and then we get to start new ones so you know no one yeah no end in sight it's a good thing sure we'll go with that uh with a story that comes to us from ce pro confidence in the economy has dropped among small business owners a national index finds read through the article they cover a lot of interesting things um that sometimes don't necessarily line up with uh, the headline uh, sometimes contradicts some of the numbers in here, but that uh, the numbers don't always read what you want them to. Avi, I, I want to start with you on this. The biggest thing that they're saying uh, uh, kind of across the board is that they're down 7% to, to 20% of small business owners are saying that the U S economy is in good health. Um, that the they they don't plan to increase investment that's dropped from 47% of small business owners to 38 so there's some there's some some stats in here that show that maybe confidence isn't phenomenal but it's not like a precipitous drop it, it's they've kind of hedged their bets here a little bit in this survey what does this mean does this mean that smb owners um, specifically in our space, are potentially going to be hedging their bets a little bit and, and, and being a little bit more conservative fiscally? So it's an interesting statistic, right, Matt? So what they did was they asked people who had confidence in the economy, and that number definitely shrank. But what they didn't ask is, do you not have confidence in the economy? Because, you know, there's, there's gray matter here, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's gray areas here. So yeah, the number of people who are feeling really positive, I mean, we're feeling it ourselves. Inflation is still a thing and, and the banking industry is feeling the pinch. Um, the tech market, however, in the first quarter was up, right? NASDAQ was up and the tech stocks were up in the first they quarter. fired all their staff, so yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, or they took the opportunity to fire all their staffs and then come back. I don't know, but, um, and it's interesting because, you know, they fired all their staff yet Folks in our industry, I mean, everybody I spoke to, I happened to be at the ISC West last week at the International Security Conference, and things are very positive. You know, nobody was shrinking staffs. 
Um, there's definitely a, a concern. I think that the bullwhip effect from the uh, pandemic is still sort of looming a little bit. Supply chains are easing up a little bit. Things are getting less expensive from a shipping and receiving perspective. But there's, you know, some consumer issues there. But I would have liked to have seen the statistic of, okay, but do you feel negative? Do you, do you have a lack of confidence in the economy? Because I don't think it's just a, a yes or no kind of question, right? Um, and so the statistics have definitely, you know, there, there's you and I, we shop, right? We go to the mall. We, you know, we were talking just before this about some of the things that we're purchasing. And there's definitely some perception there. Or maybe things are not as rosy as they were a year ago. But we're not seeing this dire forecast of, oh, my God, we're in a recession or, oh, my God, things are, you know, collapsing around us. This is not 2008, 2009 again. Um, yeah. It's definitely more uh, positive and, and a little bumpier and maybe a little bit more unknown. And so it's harder to predict because I think even the economists are having trouble predicting it. Um, yeah. But we're seeing hiring. Um, I can tell you that my clients are hiring. Um, the, the number of clients that we have is not shrinking. The people putting out money onto the street for new projects, we haven't seen a real negative impact there. There's still plenty of money and, and VC money and things. Uh, I'm still a little bit worried about um, Silicon Valley Bank and what that's going to do to sort of the investments in new stuff. But they did get picked up pretty quick, and it'll be interesting to see what the governance is like under the new ownership. But for the most part, you know, last week, everything was very positive. ISC West, man, was packed. I mean, like more people than 2019. I'm waiting to see the official numbers, but the floor was excited and, and enthusiastic and you know, I had a whole bunch of meetings with a whole bunch of different kinds of companies, manufacturers, vendors, dealers, a whole bunch. Things are booming, you know, from that perspective. You you just had to bring up SVB and I'm not going to touch Sorry. it. No, 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 I'm not. No, no, I'm not touching it. I'm not, not touching, touching that. Okay. <sighs> That's good. Hit me on Twitter if you want my opinion on that one. <sighs> <laughs> Ian, my friend. Is Twitter still a thing? Wait. It is. Yeah. Okay. You didn't lose your blue check this this weekend? You're okay? I never had one. Oh, there you go. You never worried about it. Oh, I don't go. care. There's multiple <laughs> other ways you can reach out and I'll give you my opinion. Yeah. Ian, <laughs> one of the things that always cracks me up when I see these kind of articles talking about um, positivity or negativity from an economy standpoint for SMB is we always internalize it and make it just about our industry and how that affects our SMBs, right? Our small businesses. But as I was reading this, one of the things that I, I got thinking about was most of my client base fits this category, whether it's the commercial clients who are small businesses or whether it's residential clients who own small businesses the majority of my clients fit their definition of SMB. Is there any concern? Do you see any concern with our clientele viewing numbers and, and figures like this? Cause they're out there and, and looking at stuff and going, you know what, maybe we will pause on investment into our business or our home, which then in turn affects their investment with us as integrators. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about when I was reading this article was 
it's just like anything these days, you know, the unfortunately media and especially get into the mass media kind of hypes up things, as you both mentioned a minute ago, as there's still this question of, are we in a recession? Are we about to be in a recession? No one really knows. Uh, there's so many predicting values. We, we don't really know. So a lot of the effects that I think we're seeing right now is exactly that of people saying, hmm, maybe we should dial it back a little bit and look at what we're spending on, especially when you look at the small business commercial projects that we work on, where they have budgeted something for an upgrade or a new expansion and have decided to put a hold on it just to wait and see what's going to happen with the economy. So it does kind of put that, uh, it puts a pause on things. I think our homeowners are a little bit different. The, the residential, they've pretty, they've kind of already committed to at least to a certain point. Uh, it's also more personal, more, much more, well, this is in my house. I really need these things to, 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 to be installed and to be working. Um, especially when you talk about some of the life safety things like security, and we get into more mm -hmm. of like lights and shades where these are really necessities. They may hold back on, you know, Oh, we don't need that 110 inch TV. Let's dial it back a little bit to a smaller one, or there'll be some cuts here and there, but um, you know, I, the first, I think the frustrating part right now is you've got, uh, it's just the prediction. It's the unknown, really, that's the yeah. frustrating because we can't really plan for it. Um, if we had more rock solid data um, instead of just predictions, we could, but we're just kind of in that little state of what, you know, what ifs. So, yeah, none of us have ever lived through a, uh, you know, a, a generation defining pandemic before. It's, yeah, so we don't know what happens next. <laughs> Bob, let me, let me ask you this. Um, Something that Avi kind of mentioned, danced around a little bit, got me thinking. How much of this is the 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 positivity of our industry, right? Looking forward, being positive, thinking that we're not going to have any issues. How much of that is backlog? Because I, I I know internally in our business, my personal business, we're still playing catch up on projects that heck we we got a couple that we signed pre pandemic that we are finally finishing. And we've got stuff that is, is mapped out easily through the end of this year that some of it won't get completed this year, still due to product inability, um, like inavailability. How much of the, the positivity from the industry is based on backlog? I think uh, dealers in, in our industry are sophisticated enough to separate work that they've been working on for the past year or so because of supply chain and whatnot. But, um, you know, I think ultimately they will gauge the, the health of their business by the work that they're booking out. I can remember back to 08 and 09 and, um, attending CD of that fall of 08 and dealers were expressing to me concern about the, the long-term health of the industry based on how far out they were booking their, their, uh, their installs. So I think, you know, they, they're sophisticated. They, they, they recognize what's going on. All right. I love it. All right. Let's change topics slightly. This comes to us from residential systems and Lexi Gardner, uh, out of Castor communications, five free PR tools for custom integrators. Read through the article. Uh, Lexi covers obviously five, um, really good free tools that can help you, uh, in your daily PR and your, your, your marketing plans. Ian, I want to start with you on this one. 
if we if we couple this story with the previous story, right, and we take it with the grain of salt that there may be a slowdown, et cetera, one of the easy things to do if there's a slowdown or if you want to be a little bit conservative with your 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 spend, your outlay, is some of the low-hanging fruit of marketing that we can get into. I've always found that as an industry, we're not great at marketing ourselves at all. Uh, we cannot seem to figure this out. Is this a time to be buckling down on trying to start your marketing for heaven's sakes, let alone uh, increase the quality of your marketing? I think the first thing would be to have uh, the, the integrators in the channel decide what marketing works for them because we are such a diverse group of small businesses. Um, for instance, up here in Jackson, Wyoming, uh, we rarely ever communicate directly with customers looking to, um, looking to hire us. Uh, these are, these are individuals with extreme net worth values that, that do not communicate directly with the, any contractors. They have personal assistants and managers and the builders and the architects and the designers are the ones doing all that work. So for us, marketing um, is more about communicating with our trade partners um, and making sure that they understand the importance of working with us. And so instead of doing marketing to the masses, uh, for us, it's more important to figure out ways to uh, to connect directly and and work with our designers and partners um, for for integrators that are doing more of the direct to consumer communication where 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 the smaller you know maybe a lot uh, faster projects are happening where someone an actual homeowner is looking for an integrator then marketing is especially on social media, marketing is much more important and much more key mm -hmm. to drive attention to their businesses. So I think the first thing to do is to find out what exactly is your focus um, in your market and find out what that, what that go to go to market strategy is after you've found that, then it's, uh, then it's, do I want to focus on doing social media key marketing campaigns to consumer or do I want instead maybe to, I don't know, become a CDS COI and start teaching outreach classes to the, the, the architects and designers and making sure they understand who we are and show them the importance of working with us. That's, I think the first thing uh, I would do after that, once you figure that one out, then it is really key to kind of figure out what, not, not only what's, what's best. And if you have the funds or the budgets for it, uh, but also if you have the staff, as we know, the majority of integrators, uh, most of the manage, internal management are wearing multiple hats. So do you have the time and the effort, the energy to do it and do it well? Because we, as you've mm -hmm. seen, if you do, if you do marketing halfway, um, some of these campaigns can just be a weight, complete waste of money. If you don't do it um, well enough and you get, you literally get no outreach whatsoever. And then you've wasted money, like with Google ads that didn't go anywhere. So yeah, that's a couple of things I would say, but I definitely would start on finding out what works best for your own company. Yeah, very good. Bob, I'm really glad that he brought up the the outsourcing aspect because so often, and, and heck, I've been involved in, in some panels and, and teaching on social media for integrators. And it's hilarious how often they, a couple of integrators will pop up and say, you know, 
well, I got this kid who's down the street. I'll just hire him. He's always online. He's always on Instagram or whatever. We'll just hire them and they can come in and they can, they can do our marketing for us. At what point should most integrators likely look at trying to just outsource their marketing? I really think it comes down to their commitment and their belief in it. If they believe that they're, uh, they're going to grow their business through marketing and outreach, then they need to go out and find qualified personnel that knows how to use these tools that um, were you know, alluded to earlier. You simply can't pop on the Twitter or Instagram or even Facebook and throw stuff up there and hope that you're going to draw a targeted audience. You have to know how to use these tools uh, in order to maximize your investment into them. And, and you know, to reiterate, you have to commit to them. It means you have to use these tools all the time on a regular basis. Otherwise, you're not going to get anything out of them. And the other thing I think related to that is you can't expect an instant return on that investment either. It's more of a long play. Yeah. So to to extend to what Robert said, and to, first of all, I completely agree. You have to be committed to it. The biggest problem that I see in a lot of marketing campaigns is not allowing it time to develop. So not only do you have to be committed to the program, but you have to understand how to read the analytics. And that's where the outsourcing of the pros come in. You get your Kat Toomey's and your Katie McGregor's, you know, who are positioned specifically to do this. And I love what Lexi wrote up. I think that it's a, it's a great article. It's a great starting point. But if you're not an expert in some of these things, what Ian said is absolutely right. You can end up throwing a lot of money down the drain in, unless you understand what the ramifications are. And if you try to pull out of these programs too soon before you see the benefit, you're also going to lose out. And so you got to stick with it. you got to be part of it. The outsourcing, find you good, yourself a good pro, somebody who's done it before and understands how to use the tools and how to read those analytics. Because at the end of the day, the analytics give you all the answers that you need to fine tune these programs to hit your target audience. All right, that's a real good point. All right, let's hit our last story. The day this comes to us from CE Pro, uh, ADT has announced availability of its first DIY smart home security systems. This is a selection of pre-built and customized systems that is part of their partnership with Google. So you're getting essentially the the, the Nest security platform uh, coupled with ADT and, and monitored from ADT ships to your door, set it up, do your thing. Bob, what does this mean for the security industry? Because we, we've seen them typically push back really hard against any DIY based thing, Heck, any telecom based system. It's always been, which is adorable because up here in Canada, ADT was bought by our telecom. The, the Canadian ADT version. It is adorable. It's a freebie for, for y'all. Yeah, the, the four people, yeah. the four people that care <laughs> about Canada. Um, but typically the alarm companies, whether we're talking corporate or the alarm integration firms, right? They've been so negative about this. What does it mean for them when ADT, who's arguably probably the biggest player in the game, starts offering this as a platform? All I think is that they, they've realized that it there's a new era of consumer out there. Um, if you think about people that buy like those purple mattresses or Allbird sneakers and, and shoes and or even Sonos from, from our industry, there's a certain uh, do-it-yourself element 
to those product lines. Ultimately, in the case of the electronics, ultimately, most people will go to Sonos because they realize it's more than what they bargain for when they buy those boxes and bring them home. And I think um, all ADT is doing in this case is taking those old packages they used to advertise on a TV uh, and repurposing them with, uh, you know, a modern take on them, you know, bundling them with Google and, and putting them out there for consumers. Ultimately, once a consumer starts to get into this, they're realizing, oh, this is a whole lot more than I bargained for. Mm-hmm. Avi, Bob stole my thunder by mentioning Sonos, which breaks my heart. I was going to bring it up in the sense of this seems like the security market Sonos moment where come on it's a, it's a good analogy okay. it, it isn't it isn't so so let's let's break it down so the sonos moment definitely opened a lot of people's eyes to some distributed audio right and it got the people thinking about this whole idea of connected audio and things like that where i think it breaks down is sonos as as wonderful of a product it is and this is nothing against sonos at all but it solves only one problem whereas the adt security system becomes an on-ramp to solve a great many problems and to discuss and get the homeowners involved with a great many issues at hand. It's not just a security system. It's a connected device. It's, it's internet of things. It's, you know, smart thermostats and smart this and smart that. And so unlike the audio system where it was just scratching the surface, this essentially is an on-ramp and ADT is using this as an opportunity to get the sector of the populace that is that is not interested in a professionally monitored system or professionally installed system, I should say, because this is professionally monitored, a professionally Mm -hmm. installed system to get into and become a customer of ADT. Once they do that, they want them to become customers for life. And so if you can catch somebody in a rental, for instance, and it's their first opportunity to have a connected security system, when they move into their own home, they're gonna have an ADT account, they're gonna have experience with ADT customer service, and the hope from ADT at least is that they will then you know, say, hey, I just moved, uh, and now I have a bigger system, I'm gonna need professional installation, You know, can we talk about that? So there are definitely parallels to be drawn from the Sonos model, but I think that this is even a bigger opportunity. The industry is changing. Right. The, the whole idea of connected devices is not just about the, you know, 2995 monitored security system. It's becoming the intelligence. Right. You've got mm-hmm. I'll use the M word. Right. You've got matter out there being talked about. You've got other devices being talked about the, the connected device that ADT is putting out there with this big, huge company, Google behind it. And by the way, State Farm also partnering with them. This is a convergence that has not occurred within our industry yet. You've got an insurance player, you have a large tech player, and you have a security player, a connected device player, all coming together to solve what they believe is the problem with their solution. Watch for more like this. Energy didn't buy Vivint by mistake. Energy bought Vivint because they want in, right? ADT didn't buy a solar company by mistake. They bought a solar company because they want in. These models and these business opportunities that are going to exist are all going to include the integrator. You know, every time there's a big DIY announcement, you know, everybody says, oh, it's just the end of the integrator. No, 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 no. This is just another opportunity for the integrator to be part of the process. See, and I'm going to push back on that one again and, and, and go to Ian on it with 
Yes. You're, you're, stop, don't laugh at me. Come on, give me, let me get it out first. I don't think that this is the death of the integrator by any stretch of the imagination. But what I will pause on is we have talked about, and it, the entirety of my life as hosting this show, we have talked about every couple of months the the concept that these people that start with the DIY nest system will grow into this system of some form and fashion where all of a sudden we will be their best friends and we will help them with everything. And they're going to spend untold amount of riches to have us put all this beautiful stuff in their home. And it never happens. And almost no one can ever show me an actual person that does it consistently. So Ian, my, my question to you to wrap this up is whether they partner with solar companies, whether they partner with all these other things that may happen down the road, and I'm not saying they won't, I don't think that we as a community will be a big part of that conversation. Am I wrong? Uh, and that's the show. Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. And I, I, I agree and disagree. Basically, I, I think that Do you hear the tip tapping. Yes, yeah, I trying know. To delicately walk this line. Well, there were a couple of <laughs> things that I was thinking about when I was, you know, of course, this isn't the first security. I mean, ring had their little DIY security system as well. And it's, I, I think and I wanted to add to what Avi was saying about the expansion of this is I, what we're seeing as expansion of a new market. Um, can keep in mind also that right now is one of the most expensive times in the United States to purchase a home. Less and less people can afford to buy a residential house, especially in the newer generation. And they are living in MDUs and they're living in apartment complexes and they're living in condos. And this is an entire new market to allow for smart technology that is not permanently installed, but gives them the ability to do integration inside of these facilities in these homes as well. And so I wanted to expand to say that was one of the things that I was thinking about is we're really starting to see this push to, to a whole new market segment. Um, but also keep in mind, I these solutions are not scalable in the size homes that, that some integrators or a, you know, a decent portion are working in. You know, at least a third of our, of our industry are working in um, large custom homes. And these DIY solutions are not, not scalable, not fittable, not integrating, not able to be integrated with um, other devices, only currently with the ADT, um, you know, solutions package or with possibly in the future with the matter if they decide to go that route. So uh, I would say to, to get back to what you asked, there is I I see a, a, a segment of our market shrinking. There is a segment of the market that we're losing and we will always lose to that market to these new types of technologies and these two new devices. But at the same time, I don't see the rest of our market shrinking. I see it also expanding. The expansion of the technology market in the, in the home and the business is growing and will always perpetually grow because technology is going to, is, is enveloping everything that we do every day. But as we lose this sec, this small segment of the DIY and the, the easier to do IOT products, our other segment is continuing to expand as well. There's just going to have to be a shift in the integrator community 
and how to target that the, the, the other more expanding market that you want to be in. And again, and I, and I don't mean to like, you know, beat this. I've said this a lot, but um, this is a perfect another opportunity for integrators and the, and the industry to continue to sell their services and their knowledge as a consultant. Mm -hmm. Because even though this says it's DIY, there is probably at least a third or more people who could buy this or want to buy this that have no idea how to set it up on their own. So there's lots of opportunities there still for our market to be a voice, to be a consultant if you're not selling the product and sell your labor and your abilities. Um, so I, I sorry to tiptoe, yes, around it, but I think it kind of goes both ways. <laughs> That's where the similarity to, to Sonos lies is that, yeah, you can go into your local big box store and buy a uh, Sonos soundbar or whatever, but for a multi uh, multitude of reasons, people either choose not to do it themselves um, because they technically can, or maybe they figure they don't have the time and ultimately they hire an integrator. And um, it's well known that how, how many dealers are uh, installing Sonos uh, at this point, it's, yeah, it's, it's a popular product line. And Matt, it is all, the question also goes back to how many $1,000 installations do you want to do as an integrator? And the answer is none, yeah. right? You're, you're here to do the bigger systems, the more complicated systems, right? You're not interested in doing the $1,000 system. You're not interested in holding the consumer's hand through that process. So the DIY- Oh, I don't disagree. The DIY program- There's a large right. portion of our industry that does that. There, no, there is, no, but there isn't. I, I, mm. I, I would disagree with that. There's not a large portion. There are some, there are some volume guys out there. Look, I was at the security show last week. There's definitely volume guys in the security world, but there is not a large portion that do that kind of small handholding. You know, they're, they're still in the, the ADT system. You're talking about 299. Okay. There's no money in it for an integrator to do a 299 install. This is about a larger system. This is about upsell. This is about, like Ian said, using their skills and their understanding to broaden that installation once they get a taste for it, because this part is absolutely true. Once the consumer gets a taste for home automation, once they get a taste for connected devices and apps and things like that, the, the, I don't know what the exact statistic is, but I'd be willing to bet it's better than 80%. Stick with it. Right, that the abandonment rate of these DIY systems is quite low because once they get into it, they stick with it, or the big guys wouldn't do it. Simply safe, again, not an accident. Simply safe, millions of installed yeah. users, right? Everybody uses it, everybody loves it. Okay, and it broadens the whole base. And they've never done a connected device in their history. You can't turn your lights on and off with a simply safe system. That's the truth. All right, gentlemen, let's leave it there. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Avi, if people want to connect with you, learn more about BlueSav, how do they do that? Best way is on our website, www.bluesav.com, B-L-U-E-S-A-L-V-E.com. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Ian, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Premier SAV out of Jackson, how can they do that? Same way, website, Premier SAV, and that's P-R-E-M-I-E-R-E-S-A-V.com. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Bob, if people want to connect with you, do you remember any of your social handles? I uh, I was hoping to plug. I don't remember my Twitter one, but I would like to plug my Instagram Bob account. First, first of all, if I could ask people to go to cepro.com, but Instagram, BA1, the number one, 
Boston. That is the one you'll, you'll find a lot of good stuff. I, I love your content on Insta. It's fantastic. All right. If you'd like to connect with me, uh, thanks again for joining us. But if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please stop by avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 